Live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, this is a special edition of Positively West Virginia in our daily COVID-19 business briefing. For those of you joining us live on Facebook, welcome and thanks for tuning in. And for those listening on the podcast recording, thanks for joining us as well. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Normally each week on this podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with you. For the next few weeks, we're bringing you daily special edition broadcasts. We're focusing specifically and intentionally around this basic question. What can West Virginia businesses do right now to help navigate this current COVID-19 pandemic we're all facing? When we first started this podcast in 2017, our goal was to inspire and equip people in West Virginia with examples of real-life entrepreneurs and business owners who've built their companies right here in West Virginia. And in essence, we want to help people. And that's what we've been doing every single week. So for the next uh, couple of weeks, as we navigate this coronavirus storm that we all find ourselves in, this falls right in line with our mission of helping West Virginia business people. Of course, you can learn more about this at PositivelyWV.com. Every weekday, we're going to be bringing you these special briefings to help business owners and business leaders, especially small businesses, with practical ideas to use right now. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Today, I'm honored to have on the show Scott Wordabaugh. Scott is owner of Integrity Financial Planning. Scott is an entrepreneur and a business leader in North Central West Virginia. I invited Scott on the show today to talk about some of the financial implications he's seeing out there on the front lines as we all face this pandemic crisis in West Virginia. Scott, thank you for being on the show today. Jim, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to join you. Yeah, absolutely. First, uh, before we get started, Scott, how are you doing right now, like in your personal life? You, you, you doing okay? Doing well. Doing well. Family, we're all in the house, taking, you know, working from the house and taking care of uh, trying to keep our social distancing. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, crazy times we find ourselves in right now. So, Scott, uh, if you don't mind, just kind of talk about like off the top, at the you know, 30,000 foot view, what are the, some of the things you're seeing out there that you think business owners need to know um, how, you know, with how to uh, survive this, this current pandemic that we're all finding ourselves in today? Uh, it's been very tricky. Um, obviously, fear is the greatest thing that everybody has to overcome, both health and financial right now. And, you know, with having many business owners as clients, uh, you know, they're scared. They're not quite, you know, it's fear of the unknown mm-hmm. because we don't know how long this will go, how long they can keep their employees on board, uh, or they got to lay people off. Uh, they want to keep them on for their benefits and things of that nature to make sure they take care of everybody. But, uh, you know, some businesses have revenue going almost to zero mm-hmm. and uh, they're very worried about keeping their businesses alive on the other side of this pandemic. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, from that perspective, you know, when you're talking about small business owners, what are some of the things you're seeing out there, uh, you know, today? I mean, today is March 30th. And, you know, thinking back to even a month ago, you know, who would have ever thought that we would see the markets doing what they're doing right now and the, the stimulus packages that are passing through Congress and, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff? What are some of the things you're seeing out there relative to the national picture? Well, what we're seeing is um, some business owners are worried about how do they pay their rent. Mm-hmm. Um, again, having revenues drop precipitously 
you know, how do they meet payroll? Uh, we had the CARES Act passed on Friday, and that's going to inject uh, you know, a much-needed stimulus into the economy for these people uh, and, and just people in general. Uh, but uh, I guess the biggest thing is you know, people have to cut back on expenses. This isn't like it was a month ago, and it's very shocking to most people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, a lot of people were leveraged uh, trying to take advantage of the the hot economy, which we had, uh, but we had a curveball thrown at us. You know, that nobody, you know, it was out of everybody's control. Yeah. So, yeah. it's trying to manage that and trying to keep losses at a minimum, and then be able to figure out how to take advantage of things going forward. Yeah. Uh, you know, yesterday evening, uh, the president. Uh, issued the uh, stay-at-home, quote-unquote, order, uh, extending that out till April 30th. And, and again, that's that's only really a, you know, a week and a half or two-week extension of where we were anyway. But what what, do you, what kind of implications are you thinking that's going to be having on, whether it's financial markets or in, on uh, small business? Well, I think with the stimulus package that was passed and when it finally gets rolled out to, to the public, It'll get us through this month. If you're if talking the, about April, the month of April, April. yes, yeah. so, I'm sorry, the yeah. month of April, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If we can get through the month of April and Corona, the coronavirus starts to the, the diagnosed cases start dropping, death starts falling. I think we'll be okay. We'll be able to go back to a normal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If not, we're probably going to need another round of stimulus to get us through this. Hmm. I mean, we just passed the, the the largest stimulus package in the history of the of the country. Two point something trillion, right? And so Correct. that that's kind of a you know a little bit of a scary notion. Um, but you know, I, I think about you know what this. And again, we're going to have tomorrow. We're going to have a special guest. Uh, he's a, f- a mutual friend of both of ours. Danny Fink is a CPA, and he's going to be helping us kind of wade through the uh, the payroll um, component of this for small business. And we're going to really dig d- uh, deep into that tomorrow at two o'clock. And so I don't necessarily want to get into that because I think we're all still trying to figure what what the language in that particular package looks like. But I'm thinking about you know. Um, you know, some of these instantaneous checks that are going to, well, I shouldn't say instantaneous, they're going to be coming in the next two or three weeks, these personal stimulus checks. What's the best, what's the best course of action for those folks? I mean, obviously, is this going to help just with um, those unemployment benefits and continuation of people who have lost their income, the stimulus is on the personal end? What is it really uh, angling to do? What are we trying to do with that? Basically, the stimulus is basically, those checks are basically, Help people make sure they have food, they can pay their mortgages or rent, um, that they can just take care of their basic living, you know, basic needs. Yep. Um, and you look at what's happened with the uh, the unemployment uh, bump that they put into the bill. Uh, that's another thing business small business owners are going to have to deal with. I talked to a small business owner this morning. Um, for those who are unaware, unemployment got is going to get bumped by the federal government by six hundred dollars on top of what the states already pay. Mm-hmm. So the business owner I spoke with said, hey, I've got a truck driver, and he's asking me to get laid off. He's, he's going to make more money sitting at home than he will working. Hmm. So that's another challenge that business owners are going to have to have through this time period. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I pretty much guarantee that wasn't the intent of the stimulus package. You no. Know, but, so I, I think about you know, business. And I'm a small business owner. You own uh, a couple of small businesses. And I think about, 
you know, like personally, we, you know, a best practice is to have three to six month emergency fund, right? In reserve so that something happens. Now, most businesses don't necessarily have it. I mean, the bigger you get, it's difficult to have retained earnings of six months and just in cash sitting there, you know? And so I wonder, you know, how many, I mean, what are you seeing out there with regard to small companies in West Virginia? Are they, are they prepared to weather, you know, a three month or a four month storm like this? Um, some are, some aren't. I would say the majority are not. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, let's take a look at the restaurant or hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting through one month's tough. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I think from a personal finance standpoint, um, and I see statistics all the time, you know, where people, uh, you know, individuals out there um, are, are running very lean on their finance, their personal finances, probably um, – living on, you know, living on more than they make, right? <laughs> In other yes. words, the concept is you want to live on less than you make, and, and people are actually, you know, going outside of that. And, and a lot of people are hurting right now because they're, they haven't planned for that. What are some things you think short-term people can be doing? I mean, you mentioned cutting expenses. I mean, obviously, they've got to eat. They've got to buy groceries. Uh, but by the same token, I think if those folks who have prepared and are – uh, able to weather the storm, this might be a good opportunity to go out and make some of those big purchases, buying a buying a home or you know things of that nature, uh, cars or whatever have you. Yes, yes. If you're prepared for it, uh, I would say, especially in another month or two, you're going to get some great deals. Uh, already, some of the cars, uh, car uh, manufacturers are offering zero percent financing, mm-hmm. sometimes financed over seven years, mm-hmm. which I would not recommend that long. But mm-hmm. those are those are some of the things that are already starting to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, housing rates, interest rates are plummeting, uh, mm-hmm. and have for a while, and I don't expect them to go up anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be in lower rates for longer. Yeah. Scott, um, today, what, what's, what are the markets doing today in, in terms of, um, you know, the, the Dow and those kinds of things right now? What are, what are some of the things you're seeing today? Oh, the Dow was up about 400 earlier today, mm-hmm. uh, when I looked, um, but my personal opinion, I, I, we're going to retest those lows of 2187 on the S&P 500 that we hit uh, last Monday. Um, rarely do we spike out of something, and especially with all the unknowns that are out there, mm-hmm. uh, historically always come back and retest those lows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scott, what about, I mean, I, I know you're a student of, of leadership, and you and I talk about that a lot. What are some of the uh, concepts you can maybe um, – provide for some of our small business owners listening in today in terms of leadership and how to how to get their boat from these turbulent waters into the calm seas? Well, the first thing of any leader is if you have to show confidence yourself. If you show fear, your team's going to show fear. So um, you've got to instill confidence in, the, in, in your people. And from there, try to figure out what is the best course of action going forward. Mm-hmm. You need to do your homework behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you get the other side? As you said, if you're in a good position where you have cash on the sidelines, you're going to get some great deals coming up. There are going to be bankruptcies as we go through this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but somebody else's loss can be your gain if you position yourself properly for this opportunity. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, converse, com- yeah, I think yeah, about, sorry. I think about real estate, you know, I mean, uh, back in the, uh, the housing bubble of 2007, 2008 and that, and you know, people who had cash to spend and, and were able to go out and invest in properties and, and that things of that nature that you're, you're buying them pennies on a dollar. And then the, the values over the next couple of years just went through the roof. And it's kind of like, you know, obviously that's a, it's an investment strategy, buy low, sell high. Um, yes. You can find that in, in other um, investment opportunities as well. Absolutely. Be it the market, be it prop, you know, um, rental houses, uh, commercial property. Uh, again, there's going to be people who over leverage themselves and you can take advantage of the situation when they have to sell. And again, it's unfortunate that they have to sell, but it, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott, you mentioned, you know, people not being able to pay the rent. Uh, I think about some of these small businesses that are, you know, kind of, I don't want to say that they're distressed anyway, but they're, you know, they're running on very thin margins and they're very um, undercapitalized and, and don't have access to capital. What what other areas will small businesses be the most vulnerable, you think, over the next 30 days or so and things that we should be paying attention to and not falling into the pitfalls? Well, I think we're going to have even further uh, social distancing guidelines, which is going to put an even bigger strain on some businesses that have walk-in traffic. Yeah. Uh, if that occurs, then revenues are low. Mm-hmm. And then that's a trickle-down theory to the other businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, can uh, business owners pay their rents? If not, then who that obligation then falls upon the property owners. Mm-hmm. Can they maintain and weather this storm to get to the other side? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of what I, I was talking uh, with a colleague uh, last week. I think it was on Friday, and we were talking about you know uh, different types of businesses have different types of billing mechanisms, and, it, and we said you know as long as the as long as the chain uh, continues to work. In other words, you know if you have an invoice that goes out and it's paid on time, then you could pay pay your bills on time, and so on and so forth. But once that um, that those, those revenues at one part of the chain kind of uh, it has a weak link in it, so to speak, and that breaks down. And the next thing you know, everybody's thrown into that um, that uh, that situation of having to you know have cash flow issues. Right. It's no different than a supply chain for businesses. If you have ninety nine percent of the things you need right here, but one percent is elsewhere, and you can't get that one part, <laughs> you can't be you can't produce your product. Yeah. So uh, I think the takeaway there there is we all need to be doing our part to uh, you know keep revenues flowing and you know paying the bills on time. You know, I mean, I, I, it sounds like a simple concept, but I think that's going to be a real important thing as we all keep moving uh, down the road on this thing. And, it, and again, you, you pointed out eloquently that one of the uh, things that everybody's afraid of, or not everybody, but a lot of people are talking about with the fear and the anxiety is that how long is this going to last? You know, if we knew that April 30th was it and then we're all going to resume, but it, you know, it seems like that's uh, not a, a certainty at this point. No, it, it's not. And one of the you know, one of the hopes was that we would get to summertime and that the, the virus would not make it through the hot temperatures. Mm-hmm. Well, if you notice, some of the hot spots, bigger hot spots right now are Miami and New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are warm places. So that may change the game a little bit as well. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but these yeah. are things to be aware of. Yeah. So Absolutely. it is time to get lean and mean, cut your expenses that you don't need, renegotiate some of the contracts that you do have with vendors potentially. 
um, you know, if, if they're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Because, again, money is money is emotion. It just doesn't stay at one place. Mm-hmm. And as you said, when you disrupt that, everybody's disrupted. So something's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And again, it's weathering the storm, getting to the other side, and planning during that time so that you come out the other side with an an opportunity to take advantage of you know and, and grow. Absolutely. You know, I think um, you know my heart goes out to. Um, Families, and I, I even have a friend who has uh, been, been diagnosed with COVID nineteen in my, their family, and you know all my f- uh, immediate family and every everything like that. All of our community, all of West Virginia, my heart goes out to these people that are having to fight with this uh, devastating uh, affliction, this pandemic uh, virus, and the healthcare workers that are out on the front lines. My goodness, that's I can't even imagine the strength and the bravery and the courage that it takes just to go into work every single day to fight this thing. But one thing that keeps coming to my mind is that, you know, we've got a there's going to be some lessons that we're going to learn from this. And one of them I think is popping into mind right now, which is, you know, people have got to be better prepared financially, you know. And I think about, you know, I mentioned the three to six month emergency fund, um, making sure that you're living within a budget and living within your means, living on less than you make. Are you able to, Scott, maybe give some tips on that as well as maybe not necessarily to, you know, point fingers or anything like that, but personally and business, what what are some good rules of thumb uh, concepts on that and maybe some lessons we can take away from this situation that we find ourselves in? Well, the foundation of, of a personal financial plan is a, is a uh, emergency fund. There's your checkings, your savings, but then an emergency fund that's in a separate account that is only for that. Hey, the transmission goes out. The refrigerator goes out. You've got cash and you can pay yourself back interest-free. Mm-hmm. Without that, what happens is people then have to, if they don't have that, they either have to put it on plastic and pay high interest, which is hard to get out of, or they have to access their retirement accounts if they have them and pay the 10% penalty for early withdrawal typically mm-hmm. if they're under age 59 and a half. Yeah. And then they're hurting their future that way. So if we can, if you could put 10% of your income away into an emergency fund, which is basically a savings account at a bank with zero risk. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know you're not going to make hardly any money on it, but it's money there for you when you need it. Mm-hmm. It's insurance. It isn't. Yes, I call it an attitude fund. That's right. If you have your attitude fund, <laughs> something goes wrong. Yes, it's not great, but you can recover from it and you're prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I personally, you know, go. my goal is, you know, that three to six months. Is that a good benchmark of, a, of expenses? Not not revenue, not your not your income, but th- three to six months of what it would take to keep my household going, or three to six months of, uh, you know, what's what's it going to take to run my business? And again, I, I understand, you know, getting having retained earnings that that six months of of, of yeah. expenses is not easy to do, uh, especially the the larger your company gets. But is, are those some some good benchmarks? Yes, ideally six months, mm-hmm. but again, you have to start somewhere. Yeah, and. And, and the, one of the worst things we can do is rely on plastic. Now, again, I use credit cards every day, but I pay them off every week and pay zero interest. If mm-hmm. it's not in the bank, I don't pay it. Mm-hmm. Or you know, I, don't, I don't charge it. Mm-hmm. But these are things that seem tedious and monotonous, but eventually it adds up. You look back after a year or two, and there's money there to fall back on. Mm-hmm. 
And it's funny how you start doing that and other things start to fall in place yeah. financially. Absolutely. Yeah, you just take care of the basics. And I think this is going to be one of the lessons that we're going to learn. I also think that uh, out of this situation is going to come tremendous innovation. Okay. And I'm just Great. thinking about myself personally. You know, I, 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 I'm doing at minimum two video conference calls a day. You know, last week I had one day where I had five and, uh, you know, it's just like one after another. And I'm like, wait, this is kind of cool technology. Why, why haven't I embraced this before? You know, because we're kind of thrust into that situation. And, and, and I, I think there is going to be a lot of innovation, a lot of opportunities for us to learn here. And I, what I keep saying is, you know, I, I talked a little bit about that little analogy of the boat, you know, we're in the stormy seas. We've got to get the boat to the calm water. Each one of our businesses, each one of our households, each one of our families, we've got to get to the calm water. That's where we're going to be able to take a breath and look around and say, okay, here's the opportunity. And I do believe that there's going to be tremendous opportunity once we get through this. And I think one of those things is going to be innovation. Are you seeing that as well on your on your side of things, Scott, in the financial world? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, as as humans, the one thing that's constant is change, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As business owners, we have learned you have to adapt or your competition will beat you. And sometimes life lessons have knocked us down and we've learned tremendously from them and gained as business owners a tremendous amount. This is one of those times. It stinks, but how do we adapt? How do we change our business model to where we can adapt, capture – at least, like you said, stay calm in the waters, get through the other side, and then be able to capitalize on that. That's that's the big key. You mentioned video conferences. I'm doing the same thing with my clients. Yeah. Um, you know, it's and it's it's different, but it, it's effective. The uh, I, I think I think that's that's the key is we've got to take this as an opportunity to uh, to learn from and to adapt our ways. Um, to, and I've seen so much innovation already just, you know, with uh, you mentioned um, the restaurant business, you know, I, I drove by a restaurant the other day. I think it was on we were out uh, just for a ride out to the farm and I saw um, a drive. It was like a sit down restaurant, but they had a drive through set up. They had a uh, like a. Uh, one of those uh, pop-up tents like they use in a tailgate and they had you know, all their stuff out there and pe- they had a, there was a line through their parking lot and they had arrows painted on the parking lot. I'm like, this is incredible. They've changed to a sit from a sit-down restaurant to a drive-through. And uh, they didn't have a drive-through window. They just created one. They, they improvised and they were able to adapt. And I think that uh, a company like that that's not sitting over in the corner cowering but really embracing it and saying okay let's go figure out a way we can keep the keep the um the boat afloat so to speak absolutely be you know grow find ways to help people mm-hmm. that i think that's a you asked for one bit of advice for right now for business owners in yeah. this time yeah. to me people are hurting you know we're talking about how to take advantage of it on the other side mm-hmm. of things people are hurting go out and help somebody yeah Go ahead and help somebody. If you're a business there, figure out how you can help somebody. Those restaurant owners, yes, they were doing that for survival as well, but they're also helping their communities. Exactly. People yeah. are cooped up. They're, they're, you know, they want to go out and at least see somebody else, but keep the social distancing and still experience a part of their life that they had before all this started. Yeah. That's, that's what can great. we do as our business owners and just people to help others in time of need? Because you know what? People remember that. 
It's no different than when you were a kid in school and somebody new moved into your neighborhood and sat down beside you in school and you made a friend, right? Mm-hmm. Made him feel welcome and comfortable, mm-hmm. helped him out. That Those people always remembered you because you helped them in a time of need. Mm-hmm. This is no different. This is a great opportunity to help other people. Great words of wisdom. Once again, our uh, guest today is Scott Wordabaugh. Scott is the owner of Integrity Financial Planning. Scott, as we wrap up our time here today, what's the best way for people to learn more about you and perhaps even get in touch with you? Uh, they can visit my website at ifppro.com. Uh, the name of the business is Integrity Financial Planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during this time when we're down, uh, they can reach me on my cell phone at 304 692 4448. Awesome, Scott. And we'll make sure we have links to all that in the show notes section of the podcast at positivelywv.com. Scott, um, I just want to ask you um, are there any final words you'd like to share uh, relating to business owners and, and people in West Virginia that might be out there just needing that uh, piece of advice uh, from their personal finance or their business finance? What are, what's uh, some final words you'd like to share on that? Put good things in your head. Try to find books and stories, something that will put a positive thought in your head. It's a, do some act, uh, some physical activity as well. Your brain thinks better that way. You'll come up with solutions for your problems. Those are some very basic things, but they work. From there, keep your expenses down. Try to look for deals. Read Again, renegotiate some of your le- – be it your lease with your landlord – if you need to, or a supplier of something, see if you can find something. And, and again, just like we teach our, our teenage kids, there are needs and wants. Mm-hmm. What do you really need for your business right now? Great. Have that. If it's a want, set it on the back burner until times are better financially. Yeah, that's good. That's great advice. Scott, uh, once again, I, I really appreciate you being on the show today to share this very valuable information to our audience. I really appreciate what you're doing, man. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate everything you do as well. Thank you. Folks, that's it for today's Positively West Virginia Daily COVID-19 Business Briefing. My hope is that we brought some real value and insight to things that you could be doing in your business. And and even today on uh, on this episode, some things you can be doing on your personal finances, uh, not only to weather the storm, but to to really thrive on the the other side of this thing as we all work to survive this COVID-19. 19 situation. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for Positively West Virginia. They are the Insurance Centers, State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. We'll be coming to you every um, weekday live as this pandemic continues with these special edition business briefings. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay positive, West Virginia.